Are you under five foot eight and wear men's clothes? Or have someone in your life who does? Ash and Erie make clothes for our big tribe. I'm not gonna say little, because there's so many of us. They've got a selection of nearly everything. I got a black polo shirt and then recently some jeans that I've been told make my butt look really great. Seriously, everything I've gotten fits my body perfectly. Go to ashandeerie.com slash other men and use the promo code other men, one word, for 15% off your order at Ash and Eerie. And trust me, your butt or your knees or whatever you want to look good will look good. I promise you. I grew up in Maryland, just outside the Washington, D.C. border. D.C. is a city of archives. And one of the things this meant was every field trip was to a museum or a historic monument. So much recorded history in our little pocket of the U.S. When we were in fourth grade, we had an overnight school trip to Colonial Williamsburg. I got a ton of colonial history lessons, which I can't tell you anything about, because the only thing I really remember from that trip was staying up and watching SCTV with the new kid, Daniel Chen. The whole episode was a sketch about the movie Ben-Hur. And in it, John Candy is given something to drink and he just spits it out. And then throughout the whole episode, he's making this voice and his voice sounds something like this. Whatever it was, Daniel and I died. And for the rest of the school trip and the year, whenever the two of us saw each other, we'd go, was that SCTV moment, the glue that kept us best friends for the rest of elementary school? Sure, I'd say so. But you won't see that in any museum or archive. There's no museum on the history of best friends. And even if there was, what would be in it? Now, I'd be happy to curate it, be a docent, because I am fascinated by the little, teeny, gigantic details that keep your friendships going. Ever since I was a kid, catching the small, unobserved, bonding moments of friendship was a soothing discovery. And when two men do it, it is my ASMR. I find it very, very peaceful. And I'd like to find a way to archive and celebrate my discoveries. But I don't run a museum. I produce a podcast, which, in its own right, is a recording of history. So, where do we start? How about at a wedding? Not mine. Brian and Melissa's. They're friends of my girlfriend Caitlin's. And it's at this wedding that I met Dimitri, Brian's best man. They've known each other since the time of field trips. So we've known each other since, since nursery school? So that's Brian. My earliest memory is building a Lego robot 
which was all of like four blocks put together and um, us fighting over this one kid's attention in our kindergarten class. And that's Dimitri. Brian lives in New York City. Dimitri lives in Athens, Greece. They now have 30 years of friendship behind them. Dimitri can remember what was on Brian's bedroom wall when they were kids. I remember the early days, he had like Ninja Turtles. He really liked Metroid, the game. Brian knows exactly what Dimitri will talk about when they see each other. I know all his stupid jokes. I know he's going to bring up Family Guy. For two guys that have known each other for decades, they've got lots of memories. But both of them, unprovoked, gave me the exact sort of archive I was looking to collect. Something physical. Did Brian tell you we have a secret handshake? Bingo. Explain the handshake to me. Mark, it's a secret. Oh, man, okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's not so secret if he's going to tell you, but I guess I just did too. (laughs) Oh, my God. This handshake must have been around for like 25 years, probably. Maybe even longer. The secret is safe, though. The secret is safe. And this is perfect. Everybody greets their best friend. And everybody does it in their own way. I think it says a lot about who two people are to each other. And it's got me started on the most delightful research project I've done. What does your secret handshake look like? And the responses were... I'm walking through it in my head. I'm going to break it down like it's a movie, right? He'll get up, he'll have a wide smile. He'll say something like, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, bud. Hey, man. Hey, what's up, bro? Like a what's up. A what's up. What's up, fam? <laughs> what's up, man? Yo, what's really good? Sometimes we do a one of these. A skin five, which is a difference, into like a, maybe into like a pound. Me and my dude. You're my dude. I don't need another dude. My best friend, you're the man, and I know you'll understand. Bring it in, me amigo, with the dap. Me amigo, make it slap. Me amigo, through and through. Oh, we are dudes. In the valley at home, like me and my boys, we'll do like a full-on like open hand slap that kind of turns into like maybe a rock like this hands together that becomes like a fist and then like back pat kind of in close hand up palm out uh, embrace Corey's other hand grabbed hand by hand pulled shoulder to shoulder gave him the brother slap on the back of the back we hug and then i have a thing where i reach down and do a little double tap on the ass kind of do like the double clap type of deal that so it's, it's very complex. So you go like this, you go like this, you go like this, this, and then you wrap around and all that good stuff. He has a very nice hug. <laughs> oh, we are dudes. Kind of like a little puppy when they're playing and they're just shaking and they just want to play, play, play. It's like a giant Labrador yeah. giving a greeting to a human <laughs> like you would a dog. Or it's like... <laughs> Hey, how you doing? 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's good to see you. It's good to see you. It's just like... Everyone I asked had an answer. And because so many of these guys can give me a beat-by-beat breakdown, proves to me that this brief moment of physical connection must be important. During all these interviews, I kept hearing a reoccurring phrase. In fact, Dimitri said it, not once. It's one of those things where like actions speak louder than words because they kind of go unspoken. Not twice. It's unspoken. But at least three times. I mean, it was unspoken. I've heard other men say we've got an unspoken thing as a badge of honor, like sort of a goal. I think that's why I love something like a secret handshake with the this is our thing and it says it all. At its best, a secret handshake communicates what's not being said. Because the truth is, for me, it's usually not things go unspoken because my best friend knows I care about him and we talk about our feelings. Nope. What literally happens in my head, the word unspoken, it turns me into a cowboy. That handshake right there is all I need to say. We don't need to talk about our feelings over here, partner. My friend's name, Ringo. That's all I know. That's all I need to know. A fucking cowboy. Jesus. But I'm challenging my own desire for chasing unspoken bonds. Because I usually have an unspoken want I'm not expressing. Am I focusing on these small moments like a long embrace because that is truly what's important? Or am I giving it extra weight because I'm too scared to ask for more? And besides hearing variations of daps and brother slaps and handshakes and hugs, I also got insight into something else I was wondering about. The secret or not-so-secret once between best friends. Like the time Dimitri brought a Game Boy to Brian when he was in the hospital. So Game Boy was kind of a a symbol of our friendship. I had kept mine um, all these years. I showed up at the hospital. Here's a a piece of nostalgia to keep you busy. (laughs) I just remember him being really happy and surprised. Like I didn't get any of that, like, I'm giving this to you because it reminds me of simpler times when we were both happy and healthy. It's just like, here's something for you to do because you're bored. He still gives me shit about that. I guess what I want to hear from him is, like, I, I release you from the obligation to return this Game Boy. Or the unspoken wants of Tim from his best friend. He'll only do, like, an extended fist bump. Which honestly bothers me. Glad you, like, brought this up. Because I feel like it's another thing where it's like, if I'm coming in for, like, an open hand thing and you're doing one of these, it's like sort of like a subtle power play move where it's like, this is what I do and you're going to conform to what I do. That's how it feels. What about Jose and Melvin? So he has a wife and he has two kids, so he has a family. That's why I tend to change up best friends a little bit. It's hard for me to just go out and hang out with you because you gotta tend to your kids. I know some men are truly fine with how they let actions speak louder than words. Others can do a secret handshake and talk about their needs. 
And I think that actually is true of Brian and Dimitri after decades of friendship. They're not afraid to get reflective. I have to give him credit. I think he does more of the like emotional labor in the friendship. I think he calls me more than I call him, which I feel a little guilty about. That's Brian again. So if I were to ask him like, hey man, I know I don't call you as often. Does that bother you? I think he would totally play it off. And this is more or less true because I did ask Dimitri about this. Brian's always been pretty modest, I'd say. So first off, you have to take it with a grain of salt because I think even if he was like, you know, putting in 110%, he would probably make a similar comment. This feels not great to say, but like it's easy to not keep someone who is in your city on my mind. He lives, it's like an eight hour time difference. I think relationships become harder work as you mature. I realized it because I was thrown in the deep end by moving away abroad. I think when you're younger, you know, you're in high school, there's all these people, you see them every day anyway. So it's much easier to keep loose connections pretty strong. Whereas as you get older, you don't really have the time. So you need to pick and choose. And then sometimes having a long-term friendship means you're chatting about whatever and not checking things off a list. It's funny because my wife will always ask me an important thing, like, you know, oh, like, you know, how, how did his interview go or something like that? And I'm like, I don't know. I just, we talked about a movie the other day. You know, it's like, <laughs> and it's funny because sometimes I don't know the most important things and, I'll, and my wife will be the one to remind me to ask the important stuff. We've been friends the whole time. You know, when we were of the age, when you say you have a best friend, we were each other's best friends. And now that we're adults, it's like, we flirt with that term sometimes, but then it feels like weird to say that as a, as a 34-year-old. I didn't see this happen at the wedding, but Dimitri told me about a private moment with Brian's parents. It was honestly kind of surprising, not because of anything he said. I just didn't expect him to give me an example of when what's not being said gets verbalized. It was the first time I saw his parents with Brian. And so I just ended up telling them, I'm like, hey, guys, I'm like having a time in my life. Really proud of your son. And that line really just got caught in the back of my throat. And then I thought about it as to just how much he's grown and how much Melissa makes him so happy. I ended up tearing up and I just repeated the line. I remember I just said, like, yeah, I'm just so proud of your son. He's definitely means a lot to me. Brian and Dimitri did see each other soon after we talked. Dimitri had come into town for another friend's wedding. Although I wasn't there to see it, they did leave us an archive of the secret handshake. What up? What up? Okay, well, he's not here, but we'll do it anyway. Nice. And there's a section in all of this where you actually hear, I'd say you can actually feel the two of them embrace. It's brief. Only a few seconds. That's pretty good, right? How you been? What's up, man? That's the hustle, nigga. Oh, thank you. That's great. And there's something about those few seconds that are so viscerally powerful. Over the last few years, when I meet up with a close friend, let's say at the movies, I've been catching myself making a noise when we embrace. It's not loud. Like if you had a microphone angled at the right place, you'd hear me emit. A little teeny 
gigantic. Hmm. And I think that sound is when I take it in and express my unspoken need to hear and say, he means a lot to me. As small and brief as it is, I sometimes just want to live in that space of muffled care. This is Mark Bagan, and welcome to Season 3 of Other Men Need Help. Me and my dude, you're my dude, I don't need another dude, my best friend, you're the man, and I know you'll understand, bring it in, me amigo, with the tap, me amigo, make it slap, me amigo, through and through. This episode was written, hosted, and produced by me, Mark Bagan. Our lead producer is Caitlin May Burke. Our producers are Ben Goldberg and Rebecca Seidel. Rebecca is our lead engineer. Sochir Tapia is our intern. Story editing on this episode is a real group affair, let me tell you. Mixing done by Becca and myself. Valentina the Pigeon is our production mascot this season. If you want to see what she looks like, go to our Other Men Need Help Instagram page. Music for this season was produced by Fulton Street Music Group. Composed by Ed Duran and produced by Alex Fulton. Additional instrumentation from Ryan Chamberlain and Liam Moore. Season 3 illustrations done by the talented hands of Carmela Caldart. Special thanks to the Secret Handshake Chorus. A big congrats to Brian and Melissa who became parents during the making of this episode. Do you want to have more access and support the show at the same time? Become a patron by signing up at patreon.com slash othermenneedhelp. For as little as five bucks a month, you'll get a bonus episode this season, as well as weekly messages from me and other fun stuff. As an independent production, that little monthly boost helps us so much. Sign up at patreon.com slash othermenneedhelp. We'll be back in a few weeks with another episode. And until then, adios. Ciao, ciao. Bye. We don't need to talk about our feelings over here, partner. We don't need to talk about our feelings over here, partner. We don't need to talk about our feelings over here, partner. No, Cherie. I got my horse, I got a sunset, I got an Italian voice actor who's going to dub me for the international audience. That's a friend I'm talking about. His name's Ringo. That's all I know, that's all I need to know, is his first name. I named my horse after him, too. Occasionally, 
We'll quote lyrics from Raekwon's debut album, Only Built for Cuban Links. That right there, that's all I need to say. So long, partner.